Hi, welcome to another edition of The Revelation. We are in episode 36, and we are um, actually in a segment of Revelation where John is seeing a vision um, from Patmos in real time, but in the vision he is seeing um, Satan and how Satan has been hurled from heaven. I want to read to you Revelation 12, verses 13 and 14. that says, When the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman was given the two wings of a great angel so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness where she would be taken care of for a time, times and a half time, out of the serpent's reach. Huh? I mean, you read that passage and you say, what is going on here? And again, this is where we keep reinserting the reminder to you that John is describing something that is so far off of his radar that he has no, um, he has no reference points. And so he is taking what he sees and putting it into a language that he understands, that he can communicate with. Um, it almost sounds like an ancient myth or a fairy tale a long-lost fable or some epic sci-fi adventure. But the story in Revelation 12 is absolutely true. It's just presented to us from a certain point of view, from the view of heaven. It is written in symbol and a lot of metaphor, but the reality of it is that it's, it's true. Satan is the dragon or the serpent, and he's been ousted from heaven. And when he comes to earth, he is in a blazing fury because he knows his time is short. In other words, he knows that he is now running out of time. Soon he will be bound for a thousand years and then doomed by being thrown into a lake of fire for all eternity. And so this explains the intensity of the evil he perpetuates during what we know as the tribulation. Because it's his last chance to do his very worst. Satan viciously pursues and persecutes a woman, symbolically, that's Israel, who has given birth to a male child, that's Jesus, and Satan has been harassing, attacking, and persecuting God's chosen people throughout their existence. And so in Revelation 12, 17, we learn that the dragon is especially angry with the redeemed Jews, the 144,000 witnesses who refuse to take the mark of the beast, who keep God's commands and hold fast their testimony about Jesus. And so Satan has one final shot to take. He wants to destroy Israel utterly and completely, particularly as the time draws closer for the Messiah return to establish his kingdom. In verse 15, we find out that the devil spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and sweep her away in the torrent. There are some Bible scholars who look at that passage, interpret the water literally, suggesting there'll be a massive flood in Israel during the tribulation. Um, Hmm, that may or may not be true. It may be more likely that the water symbolizes some other type of aggressive assault by Satan uh, to destroy the Jewish people through their enemies. Often in Scripture, a reference to the sea can mean uh, an army, uh, throngs of humanity. Um, it can also be overwhelming chaos and evil, just described in different terms. But the point is, regardless of the attack... God safeguards his own during the tribulation, much as he protected Israel from the Egyptians during the Exodus. Those Jews who believe will experience divine intervention, discover supernatural provision, as they did just when God guided them through the wilderness. Of course, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Uh, and they will be pursued. 
Uh, and as they are pursued, they will be protected by God in the desert. Now, there's a lot of other things that are going on there. It's fascinating study as to what might be taking place, and it's easy to speculate what it might look like. But know and remember that Jesus wins in the end, and He is faithful to do what He has promised, as we are faithful to follow Him as believers. And so that's what John is trying to catch a glimpse of here in this particular passage um, as he records it for us to understand today. Now, is there a lot more meaning to it? Of course there is. But we don't have the time to do that in this particular study. Remember, these are big bite-sized chunks of the passage. And so take that, dwell on that a little bit, and then I would suggest you read it and write down the questions that you have because the questions are important. And the questions will lead you to a deeper study of the book. So until next time, we'll continue the revelation together.